You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 277 brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, we are a family that is ready to welcome you. Our role is to be their cheering squad in a tough period of their life. Now, joining me on today's show is Dominic Valestro. Dominic came to Christ at the age of 20, and as a Sicilian Catholic, this proved a challenge for his parents. Dominic's conversion was quite dramatic, and within 18 months, he was on staff at Campus Crusade and working as a full-time youth director for no pay, mind you, at his local Baptist church. Dominic and his wife were part of the Gloria Jeans Franchise Network, for seven years and after selling their franchises decided to commit themselves to working in Christian organizations which may, remains the case for today even today now Dominic's roles have been CEO and he's been in the Christian conferencing sector and Christian early learning sector currently with Integracare? Integracare. there we go now on today's show Dominic is going to share be true to who you are in Christ Wherever you're placed, either in secular environments or in Christian organizations, both have their challenges. He's going to talk about don't chase the dollar or the title. It's so easy to base your sense of self-worth on the job you hold and the money you earn. And he's also going to talk about learn from the heart. Again, this should be an expression of your Christian faith. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for the privilege. You are so very welcome. You've got such a diverse background um, of working in, in businesses in the corporate arena and, of course, now very much involved in, um, in, in Christian um, organisations. And you say both have its challenges, but take us back to the time where uh, you transitioned from um, corporate or from owning your own business and, of course, working to Christian organisations. What was the transition or what prompted the transition for you, Dominic? So basically, I, I look at my journeys in, in three parts. So the first part was as a Christian in the corporate world, working for places like Telstra and Westpac and Zurich Insurance. And so that was a challenge because quite often the motivation and the goals of the, those organisations could have been at odds with, with my personal motivations. And, mm. um, you know, you need a particular type of person. And I take my hat off to... Um, those faithful Christians who work in the corporate sector, but there is a lot that they require of you. And um, I said to my wife that, you know, one day I will come home and I will not have a job because it's just the way that the corporate world works. Mm -hmm. So uh, you run the gauntlet and uh, you're as good as your last meeting and you're as good as your last decision. So we prepared for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we looked uh, for a while at a number of different alternatives, again, where we felt that we could express our Christian faith um, in a practical way. And so we, in looking at a number of different franchise models, we decided to go uh, with Gloria Jeans. And uh, we set up a number of uh, 
all three stores we opened up from scratch and we saw that as a real opportunity to get to know the community and to uh, offer a, a service based on biblical ethics. Um, and we did so in, in employing our staff too. Um, so we did that for a period that's, that's quite intense. It's, you know, it's a 24 hour, seven day a week commitment. And uh, we did that for a season. Um, and then we sold our businesses and mm. felt that we'd accumulated quite a number of skills in our various careers. And we both decided that we would uh, use those skills in, uh, in the Christian nonprofit sector. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, so many people can relate, I'm sure, to some of the stories and situations that you are going to share in a moment and how for you now being able to use biblical principles, I guess, um, in moving forward. So share uh, with us uh, being true to who you are in Christ, wherever you've been placed, either in secular environments or in Christian organisations, both have its challenges. How has being a Christian in your faith helped you go through these challenges? Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, it's a cliche, but God calls you wherever you are, whether it's in family, uh, whether it's at, in a secular job or in a, in a, a Christian role, um, both have challenges in, and I find actually the challenges working in a Christian organisation is is a unique one. One in that we are we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and therefore, in God's eyes, we are equal, and we have um, that that privilege as brothers and sisters in Christ. And sometimes that's hard when you uh, work when you're in a work situation to recognise that there's some lines that um, are crossed sometimes yeah. in, um, in in that relationship, and so therefore. Um, you know that that's a challenge, and I think there's a challenge also in terms of uh, your authenticity and making sure you're true to your values and your Christian faith. And and I guess in a, in a secular environment, the challenges are really where you get at the crossroads where you have to make a decision whether you feel that this is what God wants you to do or or, or not. Um, so whether that means being deceptive, whether that means um, cutting corners, whether that means um, doing uh, participating in, in activities and and um, choices that the corporate world does uh, and, and choosing to opt out of those. So I think either way there's a challenge and there's lots of biblical characters who have worked in both of those environments. And I think at mm. the end of the day it's really about um, having a clear conscience, coming home, um, thinking that you've, you know, you've been faithful and if you haven't and if you've made a wrong decision to to actually then reflect on that and, and how you would do that better next time. Yeah, fabulous. You mentioned uh, there's a number of characters in the Bible that, uh, mm. I, I mean, I wonder in situations where you're, you were being challenged, your, your values were being mm. challenged, are there particular characters in the Bible that, that often would come to mind? And, and if so, who were they? Yeah, so I think um, Joseph particularly um, in the situation that he was in and he was being faithful and, um, you know, you, you had the situation with Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife and, um, you know, that, how does that tend to happen in the, in the corporate world? I mean, a lot of that obviously doesn't happen during work hours, but there's a lot of stuff that you could do on a, on a social level um, where that, that could happen and, and, you know, how people do their relationships mm. um, in, the, in the corporate environment could be quite challenging for you as a Christian. Um, I look at David uh, mainly because David was a leader 
And so therefore, uh, I think the lesson I've, I've learned from David is that it always amazes me that he was blind to his sin and that how it took Nathan the prophet to actually make him realize that what he had done was wrong. And uh, it offers baffles me as to how blind he was at the time and, and to make sure that as a, as a leader, particularly as a Christian, that I actually am not blind to yes. my, uh, my sins and blind to the things that I might do that actually uh, people are aware of and that I'm not aware of. Yeah, yeah. And I, if I recall correctly, of course, when uh, Nathan did express to, to David what had gone on and, and David realised what had happened, mm. he was certainly um, very repent, uh, you know, he repented mm. from, from that. And I think mm. it's such a great reminder for all of us as leaders, whether we're in corporate or in our own business, if something is brought to our attention that we realise, you know what, from if we were to measure ourselves against mm. the expectation that God has for us and I have fallen short and how many of us fall short each and every day it's our reaction to that isn't it and I think to our team as well we can say you know what I I, I didn't make the right um, the choice how how have you found being a Christian and dealing with staff because you know there's certain ways that Jesus led were just was so admirable how has that uh, impacted and influenced you as a leader yes yeah, so I guess there's um, different leaders that, that we we follow and we study. Um, and clearly there's some great business leaders out there. I, I like to um, spend time and, and reflect and, and look, explore Christian leaders who have done well, obviously in, in a business context, but particularly in a ministry context. Um, they're people that I've found that have used Jesus as the model for leadership. And that is about, how he treats, um, how he's inclusive, how he treats people, um, how he works with people on the margins, how he takes, he sees potential in people that other uh, people don't see potential in. Um, speaking up for the defenseless, speaking up for people who um, don't have a voice and particularly in the area that I'm in now, um, which the people that don't have a voice are young children. Um, and so having advocating for them and advocating for them as young people who still are forming their um, their personalities is, is, is a key thing for me. Um, and it's how you treat your people around you and, and particularly when you have to make some hard decisions to make sure that you're actually um, doing what Jesus would believe you to do, uh, want you to do. Um, and that's really uh, I know, again, it, it sounds like a cliche, but and, and and Jesus was not a business leader, but his leadership of people, I think, is, is the main attribute that I would look at. Yes. You know, so many principles and lessons that uh, the Lord taught throughout his ministry here, uh, I think, can absolutely be, um, you know, held uh, re relevant, and, and we can use that in our businesses as well as a lot of, a lot of situations. Now, you talk also, too, about not chasing the dollar or the title and yes it is so easy to uh, to get caught up in in that and have our um, self-worth be based on on what we're achieving so speak a little bit about this i think this can be a huge insight for many yeah so i've learned this through the corporate world and uh, i remember my first day at westpac when i was being uh, introduced to my office and the person to the left of me and the person to the right of me and the person in the office uh, behind me were all made redundant on the same day. And I thought, well, 
if this is a taste of what the corporate world is like, then um, I don't know how long I'm going to last in this sort of environment. And so I saw men particularly um, who had sacrificed a lot. Um, their families had moved houses a lot. They'd spent long hours um, chasing the money um, and chasing the title uh, and then to be told that their services were no longer warranted and you know I saw a continuation of that in other organizations that I worked for in the corporate world and um, there is so much that particularly I found that and this just this doesn't discriminate between Christian men and, and non-Christian men is that men in particular do like the title and they do like the salary mm-hmm. and it's very much um, yeah a trap because that can get taken away from you and you don't realise until it gets taken away from you what you've sacrificed. And sometimes that's the, um, your family. Sometimes that's your marriage. Sometimes that's your children. Um, and so the midlife crisis is a real thing, hmm. um, particularly for, for men. And for Christian men, I think the challenge there is that uh, they suddenly realise that when it's taken away from them that they haven't based their identity and haven't based their self-esteem on a relationship with God as much as they would have liked to. Yes. Because once it's taken away from them, there's suddenly a void, a void, I guess, that really Jesus should fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, that is a lesson that uh, I've shared and many of the guests have shared as well. You know, many of us are driven. We do have an ambition, but it's being very mindful that because that's knitted in us, you know, that is part of the character. But if we get it wrong by putting that ambition first before Christ. Mm-hmm. So were there situations that you had to go through and live through to be able to realize this lesson? And so that someone who may recognize some of the things leading up to that that they may be in a season where they're putting ambition and that title first what would some be some insights that you would share with them yeah look i think in hindsight it would be good to have people around you who um, are honest with you um i guess it's hard in a, in a work situation to have people that again who have the same values of you to to, to uh, give you a gentle rebuke or to remind you where maybe you're getting sucked in um, to, to all of this. Um, to have friends around you that you meet, maybe, you know, spiritual friends or uh, pastors or, or whoever around you. So that, I guess, is a checkpoint. And the checkpoint, unfortunately, the danger is that you don't realise this until it's actually happened and it's taken away from you. And if, if there's a way of knowing this beforehand, um, the inevitability of a retrenchment or the inevitability of, you know, a company parting, um, parting with you is, is, is still potentially there. But I guess it's more about how you, um, uh, how do you anticipate that and how you deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of it is about just making sure that you're, you're um, centred in, in your faith and therefore, um I've seen people who are very godly spiritual men and they've coped with it really well. And that's a lesson to me because it's clearly their, their journey and their walk with Christ has been such that when that has happened, and I've had to do that on a number of occasions myself, um, and then they, they actually thank you, uh, you go, wow, um, you're a better Christian man than I am. And I think um, the secret is how you actually remain true to your faith 
and remain true to your identity in Christ rather than to your identity in your job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you think back to the times where you were going through some of these challenging crises and, and you know, where you really did need to take a step back and revisit, you know, what, um, you know, what you were basing your self-worth on, mm. were there mm. some things that you did differently? Because I know in business and even in the corporate uh, arena, there are timetables and mm. deadlines and lots of different people that require our attention. Then, of course, we have families and other commitments mm. too. What is, is there something that you implemented to make sure that there was a balance but that you always left time and space for mm. yourself to, you know, whether it would be reading the Bible or doing something mm. that you were, you know, um, regularly um, mm. spending time with God because th this is so important and we're encouraged to do that in the Bible mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, well, I think a regular devotional time and finding a time where that never gets interrupted. So I think for me uh, and for most people, it's the morning. I find that uh, what I did even when I was working in the corporate world, and I do that even in my role now, is that before my day starts, whether it's in the office or whether it's at home, just spending that time over God's word. Um, I'm a great journaler. So mm -hmm. um, I journal pretty much each day and I've done that for a number of years. And it's also great to reflect back on the same day last year and two years and three years and to see whether you've actually progressed in a certain area of your life. So that's, that's quite important. Um, I made a conscious decision beforehand and maybe this is something where you look at your life and think, how long can I last in a corporate world where I'm going to continue to have challenges? Mm. I made a deliberate decision that when my son turned 10, that I would leave the corporate world regardless of where I was in, that, uh, in the corporate world. Hmm. And the reason I did that is because I know that particularly boys of 10 or 11 years of age, they need their dads around them um, in order to be you know, good, godly um, you know, it's not a guarantee, but yeah. I felt that it was really important to do that. And that's that was the trigger for me to, for Linda and I to go into the Glory Jeans um, franchise system because it gave us the flexibility to spend time with our children, particularly with my boy, and go to their school concerts um, and and have that flexibility as a business owner um, to to be present. Yes, I love that. Um, and leaning from the heart is something else that I know that you wanted to speak into. And you say, again, this should be an expression of your Christian faith. If you look back over the years that you have been a leader and obviously overseeing team, and let's face it, we as a leader, I mean, my definition is really influencing those around us. And we can certainly do that even in the church environment if we're leading a, a team of youth. Has your approach to leadership changed over the years? And what are some key principles that you now follow to ensure that you really are leading from the heart? Yeah, I think that, um, and I don't know whether this is true for other cultures, but certainly in the Australian culture, um, they can identify a fake and identify insincerity very, very easily. Um, so for an Australian environment, I think it's very important if you want to maintain a good relationship, that you're genuine and that you're authentic. People will forgive you a lot of um, your your uh, your shortcomings and and um, if you're genuine and 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 they know that you're coming from the heart, even when you make a wrong decision, um, as I had alluded to um, when I was leading a Christian organisation, um, I had to have a difficult conversation on about ten occasions where 
um, we had a redundancy, a redundancy discussion and that happened 10 times. Um, they were all not easy discussions to have. Um, but I, th I could say that for all those 10 situations, I could quite happily sit down and have a coffee with all of those people. Now, why? Because I think I spoke from the heart and I was being genuine um, and I built a good relationship where they didn't see that as um, uh, a hard call. I mean, they recognised it was a hard call, but it was a call from the heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think heart is very important when people feel that you're being genuine, um, even if the news isn't bad. And I've tried to do that as much as I can and, and to be totally open and honest with people and being sensitive to them. Yeah, so, so important. So share a little bit about Integrity Care and the work that you're doing there. Yeah, so Integrity Care is quite a unique organisation because it's got a long heritage from 1882 and, and very much established as a ministry. Um, so its history is in working with, with young children from the very start in orphanages and hospitals and um, quite a lot of work in the 40s around homeless men and pregnant single women. And in the 70s, the organisation decided that it would make a commitment to... Um, a Christian ministry in, in early learnings and what was known back then as childcare. Mm -hmm. The industry has changed a lot since then and therefore um, we refer to it as very much early education. And so it's very much about establishing those, those principles and working with children as their brains develop uh, before they go to school. Uh, in youth, in, as they get to the year before school, we prepare them for for the challenges and, and that come with that. And that's more about um, developing them as young as young people um, and, and, and children. So the, the unique challenge of interior care is that most uh, people on staff, and we have over 200 people on the payroll, um, would not necessarily identify as being Christian. Mm -hmm. So we have educators um, and we welcome these people and we love them and uh, we encourage them as much as we can to just continue doing what they do. And so our commitment to, to um, parents is that they're paying fees for early learning and we want to deliver exceptional early learning and excellent early learning. Now, obviously, we do that with a Christian worldview, mm -hmm. but we feel that it's honourable from a Christian point of view to deliver on what they've paid for. So in a sense, it's no different to when I was uh, selling a coffee uh, across the counter. I need to do that with excellence. I need to yes. deliver a great coffee because that's what they've paid for. Um, so the, so we've got Hindu, we've got uh, Buddhist, we've got Muslim educators in our Christian organisation. Um, as long as they feel comfortable with our Christian ethos, then they're welcome to deliver excellent education. Um, and we've very much, um, our Christian ID is very clear. Um, the way that we um, develop our culture uh, is one that we're still a work in progress, but it, it is not uncommon in the corridors of our centres and in our main office to, to have God conversations, to have a devotional time, to share scripture with each other. And we do that amongst people who are on different parts of their journey. Mm, I love that. And, you mm. know, so often as Christians, when we look at, uh, you know, the commission in, in the Bible, we, we mm. so often think that that's from the pulpit, you know, in church. And, of course, mm. that plays a very important role. However, we all yep. have uh, the ability to be ambassadors for Christ and 
to show his love in how we show up, the conversations we have and how we lead. And of course, uh, in, in consistently delivering excellence with integrity to our customers. And Absolutely. nothing speaks louder than words through doing that. And nothing speaks louder than words when we fail to do that. And uh, mm. it's such a, a great reminder. So for people who are listening today that want to find out a little bit more about IntegriCare, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so just go to our website. Uh, we've got a number of social mediums, but our website, integricare.org.au. Um, and you'll find out about our mission and our values and where we're located. Um, so we, we seek to work with churches. So our strategy is to work off the back of churches mm -hmm. to find a bridge into a community, a soft entry into a community, and therefore uh, providing a way that they can minister to their local community. And so uh, early learning is a great way of doing that. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of those details on our show notes as well, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE277 and those details will be there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.